Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swerf Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Thank you so much for delaying and stalling on that introduction towards D- me there, because I was out of my seat adjusting a monitor so I could see it properly. So thank you for that. Uh, how are you feeling about the jubbly? Oh, the Jubilee. The Jubilee's coming up. So, I mean, I mean, it's very exciting anyway because, you know, uh, Her Maj Highness is having a little birthday. But you hate Britain. I don't, no, I don't hate Britain. You're constantly like, oh, the people are the worst. and The, the people are the worst. Well, that's Britain, right? Otherwise, it's just soil. Yeah, but it's nice soil. Mm. Pretty landscapes around certain areas of this this country <laughs> of ours. Also, Great Britain includes Wales and Scotland, and I think they're lovely. Mm. It's just England's bit not great. Um, but you know, I, do you know what? Obviously, it causes a bit of havoc for us in terms of arranging people's toil and creating more toil because mm. of that. Because they have quite, I would say, um, inconsiderately done it on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. which is Dynamite Day. Yeah, so we're working. Yeah, we're working. Uh, so that's inconsiderate of them. So that's part A. But I have got quite an exciting night ahead of me on the Friday of the Jubbly weekend. Friday Jubbly? Friday Jubbly. Yeah. Uh, for, if anyone is not aware, for any of our American listeners, uh, it's the Queen's birthday? Yeah, but not her actual birthday. It's her official birthday makes total sense if you watch season two yeah <laughs> you're, you're speaking of stranger things right yeah yeah okay uh so it's the queen's 100th birthday i think that's putting it lightly i think she is she's been carbon dated to about the 16th century oh really so she's she's about 400 something oh, it's, it's impressive yeah. carbonite really does help mm. uh and we are getting extra bank holiday days, which is run from like Thursday through to the Monday. So it's Thursday is the day, but we were going to have a bank holiday on Monday anyway. They looked at that and thought, well, that's silly. So they moved the Monday bank holiday to the Friday, four day weekend. Everyone can celebrate that we are still ruled technically and legally by a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> 
they don't exercise their power. But in law, they do control the country. A family controls the country. Because if you were to ask me, I've lived in this country all my life, uh, nearly 40 years, in fact. Um, and if you were to ask me, what is it that they do? I don't think I'd have an answer for you. Pizza Express. Well, so, I mean, no. They love it. They love a trip to Pizza Express. Well, I, I thought uh, categorically he did not go to that Pizza Express. In, Maybe in, not on in, that in his, day. In his own words, he it couldn't have been. Oh no, was it? He did go to a Pizza Express, and that's explained why he wasn't at that part. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah, they do love a Pizza Express. Mm. Uh, but anyway, so that Friday evening, I have got a date night with who? With my wife. Oh right, okay. I do. You know, it's it's modern times. Without the kid. Oh. So, the grandparents. Lovely are jubbly. The grandparents are coming over, and they're gonna look after the kid, and me and my wife are going to go out for a curry. Wow. Just a curry or to see Top Gun? Uh, probably just the curry. We're just going to have a nice curry. But Top Gun's out. Have a bottle of wine. Uh-huh. And... And Top Gun. And then maybe a Bailey's afterwards. And then Cineworld for Top Gun. And then I'll go home and I'll probably... Enjoy the career of Tom Cruise <laughs> before you watch Top Gun. No, I, I didn't like Top Gun 1. What are you top, talking top about? Top one. Goose! It's not like... That scene where, where a whole bar of men pressures a woman into going out with a guy <laughs> by singing to her. It's iconic. Volleyball and that. It, it was not not for me, mm. I, I would say. I, I never particularly enjoyed the first one. Um, nor the, the collective works of Tom Cruise. He's not one of my favouritest actors in the world. Um, but so, no, no, I would think we'll probably be go home. We'll probably watch an episode of the Chris and Rosie Ramsey show and then go to bed. Well... You know, baby steps. This is the first date in, like, at least seven months. Uh, well, yeah, and then so since she, the she, birth. she turned eight months yesterday. Wow. So certainly since then, certainly in the before times of that as well. We're coming up to you know probably about a year or so since mm. the last time we went on a date, like an evening date night. So we are very, very excited about it. Thank you, Queen. Yeah, I mean. I think it's just happenstance because we were talking about it last night and my wife said like, oh, it's over Jubilee weekend. I was like, when's that? And she had to remind me again because I keep forgetting when it is. Uh, so yeah, it was accidental that it was booked on that weekend. Good job we can get a table. Anyway, we need to get into the main show now. We're talking about Monday Night Raw. Here is the show. A big thank you to our sponsor, Incogni. The internet is a scary place, everyone, and it's stolen all of your data because what you don't realize, folks, and I'm getting serious here, this is like what I just did then was like what Matt Riddle did on Raw, which is uh, someone appears to be, someone's coming in. Oh, Adam, Adam is here. Eh? Adam, what are you doing here? Why have you come in while we're on live? It's that just, one it's there. Right there. I don't think it's got any battery in it, though. Did you have to come all Did you have the to way come... back for that? Adam, well, we're live. I'm sorry. You've interrupted a live episode. I was doing a sponsor read. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Love you, sponsors. Sorry. If we'd have done that on a no-rolls-barred shoot... Wouldn't hear the end of it. Oh, it'd be days. Even though days. they're not live. Even, yeah, exactly. They can easily edit it out. Laurie would have gone absolutely bananas. 
Incognito. Incognito. So what happened? So what Matt Riddle did on Raw is that he came out all happy and smiley and then was like, by the way, this is a serious thing. So I'm going to do the same thing. The internet's a scary place, everyone. But seriously, when you <laughs> sign up for newsletters or services or things like that, your data gets stored somewhere. And then other companies, unbeknownst to you, are buying all that information and they're then selling it off to other people as well. People are stealing your your address, your email address, your gender, your age, loads of details. Well, not about so much your... stealing. That's this is the thing. They're legally acquiring it. They're but yes. Yeah. Without but without your without permission. your consent. Yeah. I would say I, you could say that if you broke into my house, you are legally acquiring my television, but without my consent. I would say that's stealing. But what if you said, "Hey, mate, can you look after my email address for a bit?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, just sign this really long list of terms and conditions." <laughs> yeah. And I say, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." And then you go away, like <laughs> everybody, everyone, yeah. get a load of this guy's email address. Yes. So they're not nice people that are no. buying these information, but you actually are legally allowed to have it all removed from those databases. The problem is there's hundreds of them, thousands of them, millions of them, and you don't have the time. No one has the time to be able to do that. And that's where Incogni comes in. Incogni is the fabulous service that will literally just go and do all of that for you. And it's really easy to do. Sign up, you give them the permission, and they go through and they go like, bop, 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 and remove all of that mm -hmm. data from you. You can even watch it on a little, like, progress bar. Yeah. Oh, it's satisfying. So I, you know, when Incogni started sponsoring us about two months ago, signed up for it, checked it out, and every month I get an email of, like, by the way, we have we're in disputes with this amount of people. <laughs> We've removed your information. I think the last count was like forty odd places yeah. that they removed my information from. And they're like, and yeah, yeah, we're 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 tracking down these people. I'm like, yes, yes, I've got a whole team working for me. I love it, absolutely love it. And it's a very special offer here because there's a link in the video description down below. Click that link. The first one hundred people to click that link. Bear in mind, this is a live show, and there's nearly eight hundred of you watching. First 100 people that's going to click that link is going to get 20% off. Mm. Very good. Uh, right, so this episode of Raw opened with our main talking point here. Riddle comes out after losing the the Raw Tag Team titles on SmackDown. They actually did it. You and I said on last week's Raw episode, well, that'll end in a DQ. It'll be a DQ rematch for the pay-per-view inside Hell in a Cell. Have you heard the report as to why this happened? So the the report going around, I think this might have been from Meltzer, said that they weren't always going to do this. Mm. They weren't always going to do the tank unification thing. The whole idea behind SmackDown was that angle at the end, the big beatdown angle, the injury angle to Orton. Which was very good, I think. Very, very good. They yeah. had kids crying. Yeah. Legit crying in the crowd. Great, great angle. That's what it was about. Around. And they added on the title of unification because, I believe this is a direct quote, well, we were going to do it anyway, <laughs> so we may as well just do it now. Why don't they think about any of the stuff they genuinely do advertise? Well, like a six-pack challenge. Hey, that's not WWE's fault. <laughs> they let us down, Ollie. <laughs> they disappointed all of us. So not only did Riddle lose the tag belts, they've held since, what was it, February? When they, yes. they won them back off Alpha Academy. Um, but Randy was brutally taken out. Riddle, wrote, like Roman Reigns, interfered to cost Riddle the match. Yeah, he does that entrance. Yo, bro. Oh, yeah. So infuriating. Yeah. He even got up, like he, you know, he goes into the sort of ringside area, puts his back to them and, and does his taunt. And usually the fans would go, way, do that, the, the what whatever that is. 
hang you know, time. Longitudinal dude. Uh-huh. And there was just a security guy behind him with his back to him. And Riddle went, oh no. And just moved over and did it with some people. I thought, this is such a comedy bit. And then he gets in the ring, grabs the microphone, and, you know, rather impressively, turns on the waterworks. I love Randy. This might be the end of the road for me and RK Bro. So why did they have him walking out smiling and happy? It's 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 things like this that really really do wind me up mm. because it makes me like I'm invested in very few things in WWE right now. But one of the things I am really invested in is RK Dana Bro. Brooke. Oh yeah, RK Bro, and obviously Dana Brooke. I love RK Bro. I think this is the best stuff that the Riddle has done in WWE. Like I I think I prefer this to the Bruiser uh, the Bruiserweights. Probably the best thing Randy Orton's ever done. That I was about to say, absolutely. It's yeah. my, the one thing I would say I've absolutely loved Randy Orton doing. Apart from? Apart from the, the mid- his Night Vision Goggles. His Splinter Cell uh, <laughs> audition that he did. That was a great episode. So I have been really, really into this. And I thought the beatdown angle they did on SmackDown was so, so great. And how does this episode open? With Matt Riddle high-fiving fans and smiling and doing hang time, longitudinal, and just like nothing matters. Mm. And then you've got your commentators acting like utter goofballs and feeling so unrealistic because then they have to explain to the audience why he's smiling despite... So you've got Corey Graves going like, well, he's trying to smile through the pain. (laughs) Shut up, Corey. Like, I know it's not your fault or anything, but it makes makes me hate the commentators. Mm. And then he gets in the ring and he cuts a serious promo. So I was like, well, what was the entrance about then like none of it adds up and it and it it really really it shouldn't annoy me but it really does but this promo itself riddle does really do like a hard cut i am emotional now and he says that rk bro have lost the tag titles and this could be the end of rk bro as we know it yeah orton's back is hurting it was hurting before he went into the match and now he's at home Mm. And he is just, he's might, we may never see him again. But Orton did the match on Friday because Riddle, you know, he knew how important it was for Riddle. I was like, oh, damn, that's a good story that probably should have been told. <laughs> like, imagine if the last few weeks has been Randy, like, oh, you know, the, the Usos are working over his back, maybe an injury angle to the back, you know, the, the double splashes or some super kicks to the lower back yeah and, and riddle is like yeah but randy we need to defend our belts and R- randy's like okay let's do it and then that happens but that's not that's not been a lick of the story absolutely not no in the same way that this story has been roman reigns told the usos go get the raw tag titles and then said actually no i don't want them mm. and then the user said but and then well, actually then then RK Bro said, but we want the SmackDown ones, and then you said, well we want the Raw ones, and then Roman helps them win the Raw ones. So not a well-told story, no. um, but somehow they made me feel something. It's because they acted like Randy Orton was dead. Yes, this felt like a eulogy episode to him. Everybody, put your hands on the screen. I know Randy's watching from somewhere. Come from home. Yeah, it's like <laughs> come on, everyone. We can all do this together. Okay, bro. Like Charlie, like Charlie through the years. When they win the match and they all did the Randy Orton pose, riddle on the street properties. I was like, has Randy Orton died? And I've just not <laughs> been made aware. Well, you know, I, I think all of this works if they build up the injury and like play it off as more of an injury but it was a great why, why isn't riddle 
more injured. Well, he had, of a he had tape on his. He did have tape on his on his tum tum. Uh, but they did make me, you know, because I'm so invested in the Arcade Bro Act. Riddle, to his credit, did do a really realistic promo, which is not something you usually attribute to him. And I'm like, damn, is is Arcade Bro actually ending? Is Riddle going to be positioned as a sort of vengeful babyface against Roman? He was using vengeance a lot. Um, so I think that the report from Meltzer in The Observer was that the next three challenges are to be Riddle at Hell in a Cell mm. and then Orton at Money in the Bank. Well, I think he just said it's like it's Riddle next, then it's going to be Orton, and then it's Drew for Clash of Clans. Well, it'll probably be Riddle at Money in the Bank then. Stadium show. I, did, I can't see Reigns having a match at Hell in a Cell. But, what, you're just not going to have Reigns on the... That was the report, like, two weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah. With his new contract. Uh, then, you know, Randy makes sense S- at SummerSlam. Slam, I mean, yeah. the, the, those are good matches. Great like, matches. Those are really well-built matches. Yeah, and then Drew And for... then Drew in Cardiff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. But then the Usos came out with Sami Zayn because, I mean, they are the Raw tag team champions now yeah and Sami Zayn is also there well Sami has been doing this storyline on Smackdown where he thinks he is part of the bloodline yeah yeah and I think they are just sort of using him they don't care about him it's just you know lol brand splits Sami is also yeah. here uh, but they had a really good match with Riddle and the Street Profits why Riddle and the Street Profits teaming together you might ask weren't they feuding just a few weeks ago didn't the Street Profits turn heel they sure were and we don't have any answers but they, they were great baby faces <laughs> they really and were I thought Riddle you know when he was channeling Randy Orton um, <laughs> it's for you Randy he was, he was really good too and the crowd popped and it's maybe it's, <laughs> you know when they always said Oh, yeah, the yes chant isn't Daniel Bryan's. We can give it to anyone. Yeah, the Daniel Bryan isn't over. The yes chant is over. So we can give it to Stephanie in the big show and it will be just as well received. That does that obviously doesn't work. But it does work when you have a whole like passing of the torch storyline. And that's what RK Bro has been, particularly those early months when it was all about Riddle trying to hit the RKO. And then Randy finally saying, yes, you may have this move. So here, when Riddle hits the draping DDT, hits the RKO, the crowd were just as loud for that as they would have been for Randy. My alternate title I was going to have for this podcast was a finally another main eventer. This, for Riddle? For Rid- this, Rid- this Riddle me- felt like a legit main eventer in terms of how over he was, mm. the performance that he put in. Because hot dang, his hot tag yeah. was so, so good. And like he ran wild on both of the Usos and Sammy and looked awesome. They were bumping like crazy to make him look awesome. He legit felt like, oh, wow, yeah, you could be someone for Roman Reigns to face. Credit to WWE, because they have used RK Bro to not just, you know, give Randy something they actually wanted to do that wasn't, you know, after the Fiend debacle. And this is now, like, they've made a star out of mm. this. They've made a star out of Matt Riddle. So k- kudos to WWE. I think they've done a really, really solid job in that. Let's see where it goes. Um, but, I, yeah, I agree. I think something has happened here where there feels like a window, and it's a very slight window, where you could go with Riddle as a top guy and keep him there. It would be a lot easier if there were some other belts to fight for. 
Yeah, I was thinking when Raw opened, and I was like, well, we no longer have a top title or tag titles. Mm. Mm. Well, good job Austin Theory's around to defend that US title. But a US title for Riddle, I'm not saying you're suggesting that, but that is really the only other gold option for Riddle. No, Feels I was just like making a step back. Austin Theory was not on this show. Oh, yes, that as well. <laughs> um, the Usos walked out on Sami Zayn, and Riddle hit an RKO to win on Sami to a huge pop. Yeah. So, you know, really simultaneously terrible and great stuff yeah i'd say so interesting Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Let's see what you guys think in the Ultra Chats. Please get them in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars, Charles Berg says. Even though his character is basically James Franco from Pineapple Express, Matt Riddle seems very genuine. Yeah, I think that's a good point. That's why he gets over so much. He's just so sweet. It's going to be heartbreaking if he turns on Randy. Good show. Kevin Owens continues to be the best part of it. Jam that jam. Yeah, we've talked, you know, oh, Randy will turn on Riddle, and then Randy was too over as a baby face. You're like, well, okay, so maybe Riddle's going to be the one to do the turn, but now Riddle feels so over as a baby mm. face. Well, I don't want him to do the turn. So I'm going to join in your camp of never break them up as a tag team. You could New Day them. My camp was definitely turn Riddle heel. Um, but yeah, I've, I've backtracked from that. Now. Yeah. Just I, the way it is at the moment. I think you can New Day this team. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have one of them turn on the other. Yeah. 
Uh, Charles continues, Somehow, Golden Joe found my secret screenplay. This is, of course, in relation to CBW that went live on Parts Unknown on Saturday. The new season! Oh, and what a... What a start to the season it is. Uh, here are the actual taglines. So my character, Golden Joe, has been away from uh, wrestling for two years where he tried to make it as an actor. Yeah, and he made multiple movies in those two years. All in the same franchise. Yeah, but you didn't do the second one. They recast you for the second one. Yeah, the Dog Walker franchise. So Charles has come up with some uh, taglines here. Dog Walker, good dogs, bad owners. Oh, that's good. Dog Walker Part 2, keeping crime on a short leash. Dog Walker Part 3, bark to basics. Uh, bark to basics is good. Uh, dog Walker in space, dogs fear the vacuum of space. Unfortunately, Charles, good effort, but none of them are as good as bark. Bark, 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 and in space is bark. It also makes you think that uh, Dog Walker in space is Part 4 when actually that's like number nine. <laughs> Jack Nichols. You can't just go there in the fourth one. Hellraiser. <laughs> Jack Nichols has done a load of uh, chats. So let's read them all out. Raw is repeat. That is a big problem oh, with this yeah. episode. 50-50 booking, rematches of rematches, slagging off Naomi and Banks again. <laughs> they, they disappointed us. They, Jack, they let you down by not being in a match that was advertised after they'd left. No direction for uber-talented Bliss. The only saving grace was KO Zeke, but even that's a repeat. Also, that tomato-faced pervert was there with his stupid <laughs> crown. Boo. Also, the temerity of a company to claim uh, Sasha and Naomi disappointed fans when WWE butchered NXT, bastardized their most successful gimmicks, and firing people that they were telling us would be main eventers is so hypocritical. I'm disappointed in them, scumbag company. That's nice that you can get so passionate about the hypocrisy. It's it's such white noise to me now. Uh, kudos to you guys for finding something noteworthy to talk about every week and tolerating this constant stream of S-word they feed you and breath. If Ollie dyed his hair blonde, he'd look like Simon Pegg. That's some hot fuzz right there. Do you think? You'd look like Simon Pegg. No, you haven't got the glasses to really pull mm. off the Simon Pegg look. Uh, and yeah, Jack is uh, is angry today i think this is the fourth chat sorry if i seem pissy up all night with my daughter as she has the seapox uh actually had a really good weekend tkm went to see pwe in cambridge really good show scott rourke versus truman roswell was amazing not disappointing at all not like wwe so there's a a good recommendation for an indie show for everybody to check out shout out to tkm um before we get on with the rest of raw let's have another word from cogni from Incogni, indeed, thank you to today's sponsor of this episode, Incogni, who are going to do the hard work for you when it comes to removing your data from data brokers that are sharing and selling information that you didn't even know was being shared and sold. So go to Incogni, the first 100 people to use the link in the video description down below and sign up, get 20% off. So it's a race against time, if you will. Thank you to Incogni for sponsoring this episode a wonderful service and as ollie mentioned earlier oh it is satisfying when you get those emails oh and watching the little task button oof, delightful i feel like i have beaten big data every time i'm using big data's tools against them oh, right now yeah. right now incogni is working for me 
in its automated way, just just annoying big data. Yeah, mm. I mean, like Jack's messages there were being really angry at big wrestling. You could get angry at big data, channel that anger, and make your lives much, much better in the process. Yeah. Uh, right, so this episode of Raw, keep getting your ultra chats in, we'll read them all out by the end of the show, over five US dollars. So we had that opening segment, and in that opening segment, we also got, it's the Cody countdown. <laughs> so this is a thing. Yeah, they like to count down to Cody. Mm-hmm. You know, they are spending a lot of money on him. This is the first big black eye to WWE, So, uh, sorry, to AEW, so they want this to feel like, and I think a few people have pointed out as well, a few other wrestling journalists have said, it's almost a way to say to other AEW wrestlers, hey, if you come over to WWE, this is how you will be treated. Definitely. If Stu Grayson came over to <laughs> WWE, this is how he would be treated. The countdown to Stu. <laughs> on likely, you know, no offense to Grayson. Main event. Whatever that show is on Friday. <laughs> Another level? Oh, uh, oh yeah, NXT, not SmackDown. Yeah, no, NXT um, level up. That's the one. Uh, the second match of the show was, well, segment, was Bobby Lashley uh, cutting a stilted promo on the Nigerian giant, Amos, c- celebrating his win last week like it was, I'm so strong, I'm such a babyface, when I saw you effectively run away and win by a fluke. He said in this promo, he had his hand raised in victory, but he knew the fight wasn't over. I'm pretty, I mean, I haven't gone back to check this. I don't think the referee raised his hand. No? Because he celebrated on the ramp. Yeah. Did the referee not go and then raise his hand on the ramp? Surely it's on the YouTube channel. Okay, let's go. While you do that, I'll just go through what else happened. Um, So MVP and Amos came out and Bobby said, well, let's have a match tonight, MVP, where the winner gets to choose the stipulation for the match. This caused a lot of confusion in the office. <laughs> it sure did, because I've written my notes here. So you came into the office and said, I have done a whole bit in my review about there already being a stipulation. It's a Hell in a Cell match, and then they've got, but it's not. Yeah, you said, I was just listening to Resting Observer Radio, and Meltzer and Alfred were talking about the stipulation for the Bobby Amos match. And I said, yeah, it's a two-on-one handicap match. It's one that they announced on Raw Talk afterwards. And you turned to me and said, did you also think it was a Hell in a Cell match? And I've read in my notes here, they announced they're having a Hell in a Cell match. And I've definitely read other people think that. Yeah. Like, Hell in a Cell match, and then... But we're also going to have a match tonight to decide the stipulation. That's what I've read. I was like, why are we having a match over stipulations? The stipulation is it's a Hell in a Cell match. So the graphics all have Hell in a Cell with the cell in the background. So I don't know where this... So I, it's, it's on us, I presume. Well, okay, so here is what I understand. All of the graphics have the Hell in a Cell in it, because it says Hell in a Cell, and that's part of the graphic. Mm-hmm. But Cody versus Seth, the cell is red to indicate <laughs> this one is actually a Hell in a Cell match. The of other course. ones are just taking place on the pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. Uh, the match came later. I would say this... WWE posts far too many videos, I would say. I don't know how they get into the algorithm. They need that. more channels. That's what they need. <laughs> I look at that, I see they need more channels. Yep. 
don't you, you, you do I'm, ne- I'm nearly oh, you've got to watch an advert I've got there's an okay. advert here so I would say that I notice the piped in cheers <laughs> for Bobby more than anyone else on the roster yeah and that is consistent as well. I it's, think it's always part of his in entrance his, music. Though. I think it's always in his segments. Yeah. Or it's it's part of the entrance music when they fade it down. Mm-hmm. So they fade that down and then press the other fader on the the yay sounds. I can't, I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> do, do, you, you do entrance music. You do Bobby's entrance music. Um, I actually don't know how it goes. Yay. <laughs> But it's like they're trying to drown out the what chance with Yay. Hold on. We've got, okay, 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 so okay, okay. There's there he is standing. There he is laying. There uh, he, and there is We we've skipped ahead the two minutes where Amos just looked yeah. at him. Hang on, there's a referee. Okay, the, there's a referee. The referee there's a referee. Hold on. The referee he's, he's, gone re- back. he's going the other way. No one raised his hand. Wait for it, wait for it. There may be a third referee. No, because Wait, look, he's celebrating still. He's, his hand's still up. The referee is now telling. Okay, so the decision is the final hair. yet. This is last week's cage match, by the way, folks. He is explaining what is going on here. Hold on, he's now moving backwards. Is he heading towards Bobby? Did Bobby's hand get raised? There's the Nigerian giant. Oh, There's a referee. It's a third it? ref. How it's a third he... ref. Where did he come from? They brought out another ref. Okay. So his okay. hand. <laughs> the reason I hadn't remembered that is because I don't care. <laughs> Crown Jewel was announced for happening on 5th of November. Well, I mean, you say that, but what we actually got was a recap of Ripley beating down Morgan a couple of weeks ago, then Judgment Day making their entrance, then we got the announcement of Crown Jewel, then we got a recap of Asuka versus Lynch, then we got Becky Lynch doing a promo with Adam Pearce, and then we got Judgment Day cutting a promo. I believe that was eight minutes between Judgment Day's entrance and then when they got to speak. Oh, yeah. Which... I don't think works. No, no, no. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's a hot take from... I mean, that's what people come to the WrestleTalk podcast for. It's it's spicy takes like that. Yeah, I don't think it works live or on TV. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, but you actually missed another bit. Dana Dana Brooke was talking to Pierce when Becky interrupted. Oh, I see. And they bumped into her. Yeah. And they both... Very quite funny. It was like, excuse me. That's where Pierce booked... Becky against Asuka for the main event rematch from the previous week where if Becky wins she gets added to the premium live event match meaning yet again Raw kayfabe went on air without a main event but at least this in storyline makes sense as to why we're getting a rematch here because Asuka cheated last week to win so Becky's using that as a way to get another rematch so at least it's a rematch that makes sense Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest. Well, there there was a big Judgment Day promo first, which was the same stuff we've had for quite a few weeks. You're all sheeple. Uh, Damian Priest says, all rise. Everybody does rise. And then Damian Priest's like, I told you to rise. I've been scripted to be angry. Yeah, it's so funny because you can see this wave of people all stand up. It's like, I told you to stand up. It's like, they are, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. And and then Damien Priest is like, you're all sheeple. Like, yeah, yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. What do you what do you want us to do now? Because this group doesn't make sense. <laughs> I I didn't like much of this. Hmm. I liked the the tease, and that's at the end. Edge is like, well, who's our next member going to be? Is it going to be? And then he ran through a bunch of names. Tommaso Chamber, obviously reported. Corey Graves. I like Corey. 
a commentator for Judgment it's Day. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of that. They need a referee as well. <laughs> no. Alexa Bliss, Drew McIntyre. And then he was like, yeah, you didn't think of that, did you? I like, and I thought, <laughs> you'd just say a name. Because it doesn't make sense, Edge. That's uh, why. Vince McMahon. <laughs> I, go, well, I can say names too. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Uh, all the stars they're currently feuding with, Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, AJ Styles. And this led to Ripley and Priest versus Styles and Morgan. Pretty good match. Mm. I thought Liv was a standout here, but Edge interfered. Ripley got the pin. Heels continued the beatdown afterwards. Well, And this is why I didn't overly love uh, all of this segment. Because the promo was, same promo we've heard from them pretty much since day dot. Um, Priest says some stuff. Ripley says some stuff. Edge talks about the mountain of omnipotence or whatever it is. And, it's, and, and then starts to list the roster. And then just starts naming names. Ivar could be joining the group. And then they have this match and the heels win. And then afterwards, the heels are beating down uh, AJ and Liv Morgan. And the commentator's like, the numbers came just getting the better of them. Who can help them? I was like, Finn Balor's helping them. We've already, we've done this bit of the story already. <laughs> and we had them even up the numbers. And now we're taking a step backwards to do part two again. You know what would have worked if they never had Liv Morgan come out yeah, Yes. last week Uh huh. and this is where she makes the save. Yeah, if only they had a third person to help them out. And it would have been AJ and Finn versus Priest and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Which is the match we all wanted to see. Um, Kevin Patrick interviews Miz backstage. Miz said that Cody's ego is out of control and never trust someone with a neck tattoo. I don't know how anyone can take Miz seriously. I thought he looked especially twattish on this episode. Yeah, it really did. I don't... Has he changed up his hood? Is it bigger? Is it like Cody's neck tattoo? It's like getting bigger with each episode. Is it more yellow? I don't know, but yeah. It's a sort of like... He's a character that, you know, I don't believe in the whole like flipping channels. You see something and then you, you continue watching. But in, this, in that hypothetical situation, mm. it wouldn't make you stop and, no. and continue watching. After speaking of after <laughs> that, for no reason, this is like what was the AEW? Um, oh, it was like the J JAS celebration segment. Yeah, and Excalibur's like, well, this is happening for some reason. I don't know why. This had far less a reason to take place. Jerry Lawler, not in Memphis. They're in Indiana, Indi Indianapolis, America. <laughs> Host to King's Court segment. For Veer Mahan. Yeah. Why? I, I guess Ray doesn't have a talk show, so... <laughs> and Miz was busy in another match, so... They're like, well, we can't do the cutting edge. Uh, Jericho's gone. Um, all the other ones are on SmackDown. I can't do happy talk. I guess the only one we got left is King Corbin. Because we don't do Alexa Bliss with our coffee time, or whatever it was called. KO show. KO show's busy. He's with Ezekiel. Like, they were just going through all of the list of talk shows that they have. And they were like, well, King's Court's the only one we have left. So get get King on the line. Alexa Bliss used to have a talk show. I said, yeah. It's a oh, coffee did you say that? Yeah, sorry, she, sorry, she, had, sorry. she used to have a coffee time. Cup of Joe, whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, but she's also busy. <laughs> it was a, a weekly terrible <laughs> segment. But no, she's also busy in her own thing. Mm. So Jerry was like the last chance saloon for talk shows. God. Well, and, and you can't do interview segments if it's not a talk show. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Jerry came across as incredibly hokey. And Veer is not really a character that should be talking, I don't think. He works better packaged as a silent monster. 
Uh, they did kind of lean into that where he wasn't answering the questions, but then he did speak. And it was, you know, he's actually got quite a cool voice, I thought. He had a threatening, gruff, I'm a monster voice. And then Jerry Lawler's just there like, oh, well. <laughs> Flawless With Lawler impression. With the crappiest jokes. Well, he is Jerry. Yeah, but like, he's meant to be a baby face in this scenario. I thought Jerry Lawler was crap. <laughs> yeah, he real was. And, it, you know, you spoke about commentary earlier and like, how can you believe in them? Jimmy Smith said, what an ovation for Lawler. Yeah. Nobody stood up because it's not Memphis. And that's the only place he's relevant. Yeah. And there was also <clears throat> Cleveland. Didn't they try to pretend he was from Cleveland a few weeks back? Sure. Oh, yeah. He, ha he, he had like a, he rented an apartment there for four months. <laughs> he had in a condo. 1978. For anyway, yeah. Uh, Via threatened Jerry and the Mysterios made the save. Yeah, and they sort of did. They told the story that they couldn't take the monster off his feet, which is the story they were just doing with Amos. So, you know, that's four back-to-back -back segments now mm -hmm. where nothing was progressed. Oh, but don't worry. Alexa Bliss is taking on Nikki A.S.H. next. This was nothing. I think that there is a story here. I think, now I, I might be mm. way off base here, I think they are attempting to do some sort of meta commentary here with Alexa Bliss. Because Alexa Bliss's promo beforehand was pointing out that her creative is bad. Mm. Because she was just like, um, okay, I'm fighting my best friend. Um, and I've got this doll, but I guess I'm happy to be here. So I'm just going to smile and go out and do the match. Which is a meta commentary. Sasha and Naomi. <laughs> Which is like... It just feels like, yeah, meta-commentary on Sasha Naomi, <laughs> but also her own bad creative that she was given. Mm. That And, you know, she wasn't being booked for WrestleMania. Creative had nothing for her, so she just went home for a little yeah. bit. Didn't get buried on air for it, but she went home for a little bit. And then she was doing this match, and the commentators were kept saying, Alexa Bliss just feels off. Like, it feels like she's missing a character. It feels like she used to have a really good character, and then we were made to take that character away from her, and now she's boring. And then she won, mm. and she's and she's won ever since she's come back. But the commentary are like, she's just missing something though, which makes me feel it's also meta commentary on us fans complaining about the fiend gimmick. And it was like, well, you thought that was bad, did you? Mm. Now she has no character. You're happy now? Now she's really boring. You've given them a lot of credit <laughs> yeah. to, to come up with that. But possibly, uh, she's getting decisive wins. This was another few-minute victory. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. was kind of... Dewdrop was trying to coach her. Nikki showed a lot of aggression, but Alex just won. Twisted Bliss. The storyline. That, that storyline is going nowhere. Yes. As you pointed out in your review, it's hard to take the storyline seriously when one of the characters is called Dewdrop. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Corey Graves did take the time to bury Sasha Banks and Naomi during this match. Because Nikki and Dewdrop, they were meant to be in that six-pack challenge. But Sasha and Naomi walked out, meaning Nikki didn't get the chance to get pinned last week. <laughs> Bet that these women are disappointed in them. Yeah, exactly. Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. were supposed to be part of a six-pack challenge, and two of those six walked out, so we had to make it a singles match. There was no other option for us. Uh, Seth Rollins told Kevin Patrick that the Cody chants make him sick. 
Then we got Cody Rhodes. I've, I've written here, Kevin interviews Seth. <laughs> he says he's going to interfere in Cody's match later. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, not that that made uh, the match any less exciting. Uh, it was really... It was a spectacularly bad match. It was... Du- this was a bad match. And I've, I've always said I don't usually pick up on... Bad wrestling. Bad wrestling, because I'm more of a character story high spots guy. But there's this moment where Cody and Miz, like Cody tries to do, what is it, when you get your knees into the bow and arrow, back, the bow and arrow, and then Miz was going to do the spin out into a pin, and it looked awful. It's because Miz couldn't get up for it. So yeah. there's Cody trying to muscle him back into like, we'll force you into this move. But Miz is not very, Miz was quite bad here Mm. these two tried to have an aew match and cody walked in there thinking he was going to wrestle darby allen and what he was faced with was the miz and he was like oh okay oh no i've really got to i've got to do the work of five men to try and make this match passable they were blowing spots left right and center and it was always the miz's fault yeah there was like a sunset flip powerbomb thing oh it's so slow and clunky this felt like you were wrestling underwater and we've had this match a month ago. This was Cody's first Raw match. And that was, I remember Fine. being pretty good. So something was off tonight. Uh, Cody, by the way, spent another seven minutes <laughs> just standing in the ring between his entrance and the match actually starting. Uh, but the match barely went a few minutes, to be honest, because Seth comes down, causes the DQ. Did he push Cody off the top turn? He did, yes. So the same sort of angle they did before the last pay- uh, premium live event. And then I thought this was brilliant. Seth goes over to this kid on the corner at ringside who Cody had given the weight belt to. And Seth snatched the belt off him. And surely that was a plant. Well, but I, that g- came across as real. No, I think it was real because Cody afterwards gave the weight belt mm. back to the kid. It could still be a plant. So Seth then goes over they to wanted, Cody. They wanted that kid to cry. Yeah. They got they they have now got a boner for making children <laughs> cry after the angle on SmackDown. They're like, make another kid cry, goddammit. So um, Seth goes over to Cody with the weight belt and whips him so hard on the back. And he didn't no-sell it at all. It's a Cody feud. <laughs> and I, I thought... And then, yeah, then Seth walks off. Cody gives the belt back. Like, really good. But really also very forgettable. Yeah, because they've been feuding for months now. I think this needed to be like dialed up to 11. I think Seth does one, thinks about it, is a bit tortured. Is he going to go to that hellish place? Yes, he is. Another one, another one. At least five or something. And don't have Cody walk out. Have Cody give the belt back to the kid, then collapse. Don't do a promo afterwards. This is a hell in a cell build. Like, great that you took one belt whip, but... You need to do something more. My worry is this is not the end of the feud at Hell in the Cell. Oh, no. Three matches. Well, I think there is every chance Seth wins at Hell in a Cell. The pair of them are in the Money in the Bank yeah. match, so they can continue the feud there, and then you can have the big blow-off match at SummerSlam. Oh, I think that's such a mistake. But it could happen. Well, uh, otherwise, your, your other option is Cody wins three in a row, because Cody has to win the feud. I think if they're building Cody for Roman Reigns, Cody beating Seth three times in a row. I, if that ends that's the how feud, they work. I mean, I would be so happy if he does because <laughs> it ends this feud and Cody can actually do something different. 
So another repeat, we got Ezekiel versus Chad Gable. We saw this last week. It was better last week. Kevin Owens was on commentary last week. He was just sort of at the side shouting stuff here. Same finish. Chad Gable got distracted by KO and Otis being ejected. Uh, roll up from Ezekiel. And Kevin Owens challenged Ezekiel to a match at Hell in a Cell that isn't a Hell in a Cell match. No. And that's what happened. I believe this is Ezekiel and Chad Gable's third match in five weeks. And it's like, yeah, it's not exciting. And he's won all of them. Yeah. Uh, Cody left the medical trainer room backstage, cut a promo on Seth, which was pretty good. Well delivered. Bobby Lashley took on MVP. Mm, lots of house show vibes, mm. this one. Lots of stalling. Uh, and Bobby got counted out because the Nigerian giant Amos attacked him. Uh, so MVP won, and then he gets to pick the stipulation, which he announced on Raw Talk will be a two-on-one handicap match, which also makes me feel that's not the end of that feud either. <sighs> yeah, because you pin MVP there. Well, having said that, the feud is between Lashley and MVP, so maybe that mm. you beat them in a two-on-one handicap match, and, and that it... Did Amos win at Backlash? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then Bobby's been him in the cage. Because match. MVP hit him with the cane, I think. <laughs> hey, Pierce. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Pierce. Yo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think Hell in a Cell, that's the end of that feud because you know how, like, they always say, oh, WWE's in, they always have this rough patch after WrestleMania where everyone tunes out and stops watching. And actually, wrestling YouTube channels see the exact same thing. We have a, a massive downturn in viewership following WrestleMania. I don't think it helps that they just show the same show every single week. What would you... I mean, like, if you've got loads of momentum, my... off Mania, my mindset would be, let's put on really good shows after that so there's not such a dramatic crashing quality. Fresh new feuds. Brand new storylines. But they don't... It's like they've seen the dip and they're like, oh, well, it's just not a good time of the year. Why bother trying? Yeah. Let's try when SummerSlam comes round. So we get these three months of nothing when really... It's more in their control than they think. If they do good stuff after Mania, you can somewhat mitigate that dip in interest. Do you remember when Hollywood Studios used to all pretend that August was a death <laughs> month? And so like, there was this edict in for years and years and years in Hollywood. It's like, well, you don't release a big movie in August because it will never perform. No one goes to the cinema in August. So if you've got a big franchise picture, don't release it in August. And then Marvel Studios were like, well, that's where we're going to put Guardians of the Galaxy because we're going to put to the test, A, a franchise property that no one knows, and B, in a month that no one goes to the cinema. And, and it made a lot of money. And now Studios are like, well, August is a really good time to release movies. The summer blockbuster. Yeah. It would, that's been a thing since Jaws. But that was, that's July. Ah, I see, like, not August. It's not August. August. August is a terrible time. Well, at least that's what they used to believe. Now it's, everyone does it. The Lashley finish. Let's just uh, not miss this out. Fell very flat. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully the main event has a much better finish because that's three matches on the bounce now mm. that have had pretty lame finishes. So it was Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Rematch from last week, but one that's actually defensible. It makes sense. It adds another beat to the story because Becky eventually won and that means she gets added to make it a three-way at the premium live event. Um, but yeah, this was a good match. I love Becky as, like, it, you know, Becky is better as a babyface, but God, I really like her as a heel. She stalled so much at the start. She kept trying to win via count out, similar to the Sammy Nakamura match. Similar to what MVP was just doing yeah, in this match. Yeah, good point. Um, Asuka was really good. She got the disarmor in at one point. It's really nice stuff. Then they're outside. 
Becky is sitting on Belair's lap. Quite a contrived setup. Asuka goes to kick Lynch. Lynch moves. Asuka takes out Bianca. Belair is dead. Becky gets in the ring. Asuka realizes she's going to get counted out. She gets in the ring and lays there. And then Becky pins her and wins. Yeah, I didn't miss that, did I? Like, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't miss something. Because it was like, oh, we're running out of time. <laughs> There's only 30 seconds left. So Asuka just got in the ring and got pinned. They didn't, she didn't do a move. It looks like a glitch. <laughs> yeah. It looks like if you get in 2K22, but someone forgot that you got like Hammer X. Yeah. Or like they just knocked the controller out of their hand. It's like, ah, try and kick out of that now. Asuka just rolled in, laid there, Becky pinned. No move, no nothing. No feet on the ropes, no cradle. Weird finish. Very weird. Something must have gone wrong. Um, so bad finish, good match though. Uh, and yeah, we've got a triple threat for the pay-per-view the last hour of raw felt like an episode of rampage you know rampage now has four matches mm. so it feels like they try and cram so much into that fight like into that hour and it's just like then you get to um excalibur running down 15 matches and blah, 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 blah. but they you know they crank around four hours oh, sorry four matches and promos and, this and the other this this last hour was mm. just like boom 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 boom. It was Cody versus Miz. Then immediately it's Chad Gable versus Ezekiel. Neither of them getting entrances. Then we got a promo from Cody, and then we got like you know a video package, and then boom, we go straight into MVP versus Bobby Lashley, and then that's a like boom, and then we go straight into Becky Lynch versus Asuka. It felt like they were trying to cram so much into that final hour. And really, when you look at it, none of them had good finishes, mm -hmm. and it was borderline fine wrestling apart from Miz versus Cody, which was outright terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I did not like this episode of no. my sort of, you know, one of the bad, one of the worst episodes of the year, I'd say. I gave it 43%. It's really, really showing its its lack of titles. No Randy, no tag champs, no world champion, a lot of repeats. It's just bad stuff. Yeah, there was an episode we did, uh, me and Pete did it, of uh, Raw in the lead up to Mania. And it was an episode that didn't have Roman and it didn't have mm. Brock and yeah. it didn't have Becky. And I was like, woof, man, this show is lacking star power. And I think that the show really does lack star power when you don't have Randy Orton there. And especially now you don't have a, a champion either. So you have Riddle in the opening match and he was the star of that. Everyone else is just sort of mid-card fodder mm. for that. But like he's the, the lone star there. You could probably argue Cody... Yeah, at the top def of the def definitely, I think. But then yeah. there's a, there's a two hour gap between Riddle being there and Cody being at the top of the second at the end of the second hour. You got Becky as well, and then Becky in the yeah. main event. That's three people across a three hour mm. show, which is why so much of it just feels like filler nonsense, and because it, it's all repeats as well. Not a good episode of the show. Very like, yeah, episode. Yeah. Nah. Let's say thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more backers on Patreon, which... What's the date today? Uh, date today is the 25th. There it is. Um, please go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Have we got them for the 25th? Yes, we've got a little bit down here. Sure. I don't see them here. They're sort of... They're just there. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, I see. Uh, well, not only now you get wrestle talk extra after dark which is being recorded later today 
Um, Quizzlemania, Fan Quizzlemania. Fan Quizzlemania. Myself and Dan Layton will be doing the mailbag show on Thursday. These two guys here, we review Judgment mm-hmm. Day 2002. It's the show that made me stop watching wrestling back in the day. And you can find out why. And it was a fascinating show to go back to. Really newsworthy show. It's one of the last big shows for Stone Cold Steve Austin before he takes his ball and goes home. The death of the British Bulldog. The death of the WWF. And then becoming WWE. We spend the first like hour and a half of that show just covering the news. And Hulk Hogan is your world champion. Yeah. And spoiler, he loses it. To The Undertaker. Who at that point, they were like, he's so old. Yeah. At 38. <laughs> Um, and also, we've now got a bunch of brand new perks on our Patreon for UCBW fans. Uh, so go over and help support that series there. But thank you to Geordie Bus Driver Harry. Uh, let me just play some quick music here. Uh, Daylight Robbery, Rob James. The Superior Dinosaur, Tom Greaterex. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 24th of May 2022, to a lot to handle, Lottie McClough. Thank you very much, everybody. Let's get into your remaining chats when I can find them. I've got them here. Chris Lilly is kicking us off to say, hi, guys. Hope you're doing well. Alexa was great last (laughs) night, but that's not why I'm here. Now with Charlotte, Sasha and Bailey all off TV for now, and Becky the only member remaining, are we seeing the last days of the mm. Horsewomen era in WWE? As it is, uh, is that good or bad? God damn, that's a good, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, I, I can't see how Sasha comes back from this. I'm not saying yeah. she goes to AEW, I'm, I'm thinking she just goes to try and, you know, do a Batista, go, go act. Um, And if she leaves, yeah, that is... That is a big line under that's the end of the four horsewomen in WWE era. Yeah, because Charlotte's taking a bit of time off. But she'll be back. She'll be back. Bailey will be coming back soon after injury. So, like, there will be three of the four still there. But I think that now with Bianca Belair feeling like... Mm. I think Bianca Belair feels like a bigger star than some of them. Then, yeah, so she's that sort of <clears throat> the breakout of that and being like, we have other stars outside of the four horsewomen which is what you want you don't want the same four people you know because that's when do they come up 2015 2016 like now is the time to start getting that new class of women's main eventers in Mm. uh Uh, sam sweet raps also fun fact about uh chris lee i found out about him Ardent defender of Star Wars Episode 2, The Attack of the Clones, I discovered. Uh, Sam Sweet Raps. uh, Riddler's been the bright spot of WWE for a while now, and I could definitely see him holding a top belt. Not soon, but maybe after Roman's run, he could be the next one up. Yeah, this time next year, if Riddle hasn't lost anything, and the belts are separate and Roman's not champion, yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, Wrestling Riggle. I can't wait for the Women's Tag Team Title Tournament. Oh, wait, we need to have tag teams for that. Good times with WWE. Thanks, WrestleTalk, for the great content. Yeah, that's that's a real panic. Actually, you can't be a panic me. That's time to think about it. Why would you announce a tournament? You don't have any tag teams. Well, you've got Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. And you have Sasha... And you, sorry, and you have Shayna Baszler and Natalia. 
Bezzy tournament. So, you, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Just to book a match between those two teams and give two of them the belts. Uh, Vandalian1998 said, do you think they're turning Askia heel with the Mist last week and her kicking Bianca in the head this week? No, no, I think the Mist is a babyface thing. If you're a babyface, the Mist is a a babyface move and the kick to the face was an accident hmm. Gabriel Reyes I'm taking a break from WWE products for a while the releases and now the Boston Glow situation I just feel disheartened maybe I would be uh, maybe if I was still interested in the product but I'm not interested in the bloodline at all thank you for watching for us well still try to watch us yes please and do and you can keep keep up with it but not actually we watch it so you don't have to yes uh, Riot DR hey yo. <laughs> You know what would be good for the market in India? An Indian baby face. <laughs> I made this point in my list yeah, video. Yeah. Uh, seems we all get in WWE for foreign wrestlers in comedy characters, monsters, or whatever Jinder Mahal was doing. Just a thought. Why can't Veer talk like a person? I yeah. I thought he spoke like a, you know, a monster. I I, I didn't actually have much. I thought Veer's promo segment could have gone a lot worse and a lot more stereotypical. Mm -hmm. I was actually quite surprised in a pleasant way that they, I I thought they stepped over the more gross stereotypes I've seen them do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had of. low, I had a low bar. They are still presenting him as like this unchained monster from a foreign land. But I don't see it as unchanged. I see him more like it's sort of Rusev. The that's what the commentary say. Though. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I mean, to write Diaz's point, the point I made in the list video we did on PFK is like, WWE and a lot of wrestling companies see big YouTube numbers in the Indian market and like, oh, cool, well, let's make stuff for Indian fans then. And they always make them the bad guys. And I've never quite understood that mentality of being like, well, these people want to watch their homegrown stars, so we'll have everyone in our country boo them. When man saw, that's how to do it. You built in a really good baby face there, and then he went to Saudi Arabia and got this huge reaction. Mm. And I don't know why he doesn't get booked at all anymore. He's great. And they've actually yeah. turned him heel now, off camera, but they have turned him heel. Uh, anyway, Riot DR continues. About this edition of Raw, other than Riddle dipping his toe in the pool for main eventers, nothing was furthered. I guess Becky was added to the women's title match. Speaking of which, what was that ending? The time management shouldn't be that bad. It is, yeah. uh, it is a three-hour show. Random thought. The Scoop Slam is an overlooked tool for awesome. I watched an old-school match of Shelton Benjamin wrestling Marafuji, and he performed three increasingly high Scoop Slams <laughs> that got a huge pop. I just uh, I say this just to ask, why hasn't Lashley slammed a Moss? Because the Moss can't take a bump. Correct. Uh, and finally for now, Juan Villa. Memberg for 10 months. Papa Luke, I have nothing really to say, but as of today, can I be referred to as Ollie's little bro? Uh, not little brother, but little bro. Have a great day. Bicep emoji. Yeah, that is, uh, again, reference to CBW, because if you haven't seen the show, Ollie plays a character called Golden Joe, and I am his brother, Silver Bro, the older brother. Um, we are currently the tag team champions. But we're not getting on. How will we coexist? How <laughs> Some more have come through. Legit Underboss, Luke, you of all people know that Seth and Cody is only just beginning. They have, <laughs> they have only had two matches, a call-out promo, and a run-in. They are on a level two feud. <laughs> Why won't this rivalry run, please? <laughs> Tails P. Because of the last 2K update, I thought we were getting normal Nikki Cross. Cody sword. They don't talk to each other with creative plans, I'm sure. Cody saw Dynamite and said, wait, 
That's my gimmick. We'll see about this. I made sure he took his lashes on Raw. Yeah, he does love that, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, and lastly, Eternal Blue says, not just WWE being awful, it seems, Ringside News' official Twitter just <sighs> intentionally misgendered Nyla Rose. Lovely start to the day. What a, what a horrible... Uh, yeah, A horrible group of people. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Incogni. Go protect yourself and show big data what what by getting a... Uh, What's the offer? 20% off? 20% off for the first 100 people that use our link. You've got to use that. Just click the link. It helps us out a lot as well. Uh, so thank you for that. I've got some jubbly plans. What are your jubbly plans? Well, hopefully on the Thursday evening, the local brewery near me is doing a Masioki event. What's a Masioki? So like everyone... Everyone doing the karaoke at the same time. Does everyone get a microphone or is it just... Ah, no, that would be chaos. That's what I thought, yeah. Maybe microphones, but they're not connected. You've seen what we're like. We just have three mm. microphones set up. Uh, I think it's a live band and they project the lyrics on the screen, hopefully meaning I won't get them all wrong. So, Sweet Caroline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's bound to be Sweet Caroline. Bit of Queen. I mean, we will, we will rule you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I did see in the news this morning that they are trying to encourage uh, the the nation to learn the lyrics to Sweet Caroline, so we can all. Oh, sing oh, it. that was that was a thing. Yes, oh. because for some, we talked about this during the World Cup. For this some reason, weird. we have co-opted it to be a song for us. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, but Germany got David Hasselhoff. No, no, no. David, can... ha David Hasselhoff just made it big. In Having said that, I suppose... Yeah, Sweet Caroline. It's just made it big over here. It's made it big over here. Sung by... What's his name? Tony Christie. No. <laughs> Peter Kay. No. Not Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> Spando Ballet. Engelbert Humperdinck isn't his real name. No, of course it's not his real name. <laughs> How depressing. Uh, Sinead O'Connor. Oh, God damn it. Just Google it now. What, you've, no, you've you've lodged Tony Christie in my head. <laughs> Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. I only typed in sweet, and I got sweet Caroline, sweet potato, or, or think, sweet home. I think we could have done better. Um, I still don't know the second verse to the national anthem. No, God maybe no. they should have pushed that a bit stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I would wager most people don't know the first verse. Yes. Na, 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 na. Queen. God save the Queen. God save England. Ba 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 da. Victorious. Henry V and the Tudors. Divorce beheaded, died. Divorce beheaded, survived. God save Anne Boleyn. That's how it goes. It was on the back of the ruler. We got at school. <laughs> did, did you really have the lyrics? Did you not? No, no. We had the sort of, it was a ruler, and it would have the lineage of the throne on the back. God, you went to well posh school. No, I, they didn't hand those out, but that was like, <laughs> you would go to a castle as a, a school child. Oh, right. Buy, everyone would buy one. Buy a pencil, mm -hmm. uh, probably buy a, um, a magnet. A little metal knight. 
four yeah. of them in a little box. When I had to buy, because um, I remember going to one where they they told us, like in the gift shop, they sell replica bullets, but you're not allowed to buy those. And we will check <laughs> when you're getting back on the bus. So if you've bought one, it will just get confiscated. Can't check my butthole, miss. <laughs> I put a bill off my butthole. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to quickly read this out here from Jack who said, Hey there, Jack here. Uh, if you want a real sense of accomplishment for your 40 before 40 that's fun and free, try climbing mountains with your families. When my daughter was one. We carried up her scaffold pike and I'd highly recommend it. Failing that, maybe make a Dr. Hoogan appearance with Ash or write a book or something. Mm. Winky face, take care, you legend. That's from Jack. Already written, written a book. Written a book, mate. Done that. Done that. Made a film, mate. Um, yeah, Ben Nevis. That's an easy one to start with. Is it? Yeah, it's like a hill. Oh, well, well, maybe that's what I'll do then. Uh, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're back tomorrow. Saturn SP3 will be reviewing NXT. And then on Thursday, it's the AEW Dynamite Review and Double or Nothing Predictions. Yes. Because it's Double or Nothing this week, folks. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.